Hello, uh, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are playing more Die, the role-playing game tonight. We're continuing our Broken Vessels campaign. I think we're on episode six or so. And uh, as, uh, as as we started last week, we're going to be trudging through uh, the, what did I call it? Like the the grimy, the grimy recreation of your high school tonight. At least that's what, to, that's the intention is. Until, until Artis kicks on his jetpacks and just flies everyone over top of it. So something like that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we're going to continue tonight and see how far we get and see if we get inside that walled city uh, and whether or not we we chase down Billy and figure out a way the hell the way to get the hell out of here. Uh, but before you do that, why don't we go ahead and just meet uh, everyone's characters? So, Evan, tell us about Chad slash the artist. Yes, I am playing Chad slash the artist, former soccer superstar who was trying to make a big money deal and before he got teleported to see his old high school friends that shocker didn't keep, keep up with them at all. So a little weird. Um, but you know, he's back in his old days of playing RPGs, which he hasn't done since he was in high school. And it's kind of giving him a big wave of nostalgia, even though he thinks we're murdering people in the mm -hmm. real world, but no one else thinks that. And they just keep, yeah, Doing their thing. Yeah, we were talking about that before we got on. Like, Chad's the only one who's like, you know, these, uh, what we're doing here might actually have repercussions and mm, no one else really seems to care. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, speaking of not caring about repercussions, uh, we've got Amory slash Leaf who uh, brought in an Eldritch God to kill three quarters of a pirate ship. So, uh, Gibser. They're all paper people. They don't really exist. Uh, but yes, Amory or Leaf uh, is the uh, godbinder for this game, and uh, they don't really care about the people here, uh, and they don't really have a lot of friends in the real world anyway, except for their lovely dog, Max, who's definitely not based on my little dog, Max, sleeping behind me right there. And uh, they don't like it when the kids do nature camps in their little... Uh, Wood, wooded areas uh, and uh, would like to get out of here probably soon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I realized as I was like trying to come up with some NPCs, I'm like, I actually don't have a lot of connections for people to leave. I had I had like Michael, the piano guy uh, who was your stalker. Like that was your yep. that was your NPC contribution. <laughs> so it's okay. we'll I've got to... a yearbook now, so uh, we can yep. just uh, pull yeah. some names out. Yep. Uh, next up, Melissa tells about Diala, who uh, was probably going to get choked out in a few minutes. So, uh, yeah. Yes, uh, that was definitely a bit of a cliffhanger uh, that we ended on last session for Diala. Uh, so in uh, real life, in the kind of non-die world, uh, Delilah is her name. She is a uh, commercial artist who has sold her soul and art skills for money. Um, within the die world, she is Diala. She is a vigilance knight who has a whip sword that is very mean to her. Oh, wow. I, I didn't realize that was the end of the sentence. I thought there was going to be more to it. <laughs> Did anyone else think that sentence nope. was, was going to keep going? Because it sounded like it was going to keep going. Uh, no, sorry, fantastic. just mean. Okay. Just mean. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, did you actually have your, your sword drawn as you uh, dunked your head into the pool uh, to get choked out by no. your mar-mutated nope. double? Okay. Right, nope. Cool. It is still in its uh, kind of bracer shape wrapped around her wrist, so it is accessible to her, theoretically. 
Well, I mean, it is a it's a it's a fast action to draw it. Uh, and uh, if you try to draw and attack it on the same round, it takes a penalty or something. I don't know. Uh, it's fast. She's got some cool shit. I don't really, I don't really pay attention to rules anyway. Uh, next up, <laughs> next up, we have Aaron playing Dread, playing Deacon, or Deacon playing Dread. Uh, tell us about Deacon. Deacon is Dread. No, hey, yo, Deacon. He was uh in high school. He was like good looking theater kid. The adventurer, the swashbuckler, the ladies' man, always had an answer. He was happy. His life was moving in the direction of an action movie star, and he knew it. He had the horrible yet gorgeous girlfriend on his arm. Uh, and in his quiet moments, he had a good group of friends that he liked to play role-playing games with. And in those games, he was a dark and terrifying assassin who controlled people's minds and emotions. But, you know, that was just a dark reflection of who he was until his stupid father's horrible accident slowly drugged Deacon into the life of a made man, a mobster, someone they would call on to come in and make problems go away. And that's been Deacon's life ever since. Until the funeral, until he found his friends again, until he was pulled into this world where he's the dictator dread, and you know what? He likes it. And the people he's put in the grave so far, he's happy he's put them there. It's it's pretty funny. We were talking ahead of time about how Dread has a vastly different reaction uh, than Chad when it comes to encountering all these people. Like Dread keeps running into people he recognizes from his high school days, <laughs> and every single one he just <laughs> kills, <laughs> which. I assume it's cathartic in some ways for Dread. Is that is that what we have? Yeah. Going on? yeah, they were asshats and they needed to be planted. And that's just that's he's killed a lot of innocent. Well, a lot sure. of people at this point he did not know for dubious reasons. So he's like, well, I'm already burning for all the other things I've done. And you were a complete asshat to me. So you might as well join the rest. And speaking of asshats, Jeremy, tell us about Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you uh yeah it's so, right there i mean i know it's i get it uh yeah so so you got sean over in the real world he's a very insecure young man that grew up to be an insecure adult and you know now he's divorced and he works at a call center and he's a single dad he's got a little girl that he loves very much but he showed up for the funeral now he's stuck in this fantasy world and yeah he wants to get home to his kid but man it's so awesome here because in this world he gets to be tristan wade the fool the swashbuckler the arcane trickster and it's just great. And he doesn't really want to kill people. He kind of agrees with Chad, but sometimes he gets caught up in the moment and he means well. He's just an idiot. Do uh, have any of you like thought about like how much time might be passing in the real world too? Because you guys have only really been here calendar wise like a day. You've been like kind of traveling mm-hmm. across die for maybe a day, a little bit more. Has that like crossed any any of your characters' minds? Like, just it came up early on. Take? Like when mm-hmm. we were talking about like how much time we should take to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dredge thought about it, but yeah. he has absolutely no intention of going back unless there's no other choice. So yeah, he's home seems, now. This seems like an upgrade to Deacon's life, I would think. Right. For yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Not a lot to go he's back getting, to. He is now getting to choose who to inflict punishment upon instead of yeah. having it chose for him. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to the decision uh, in a a couple episodes uh, to see to see where we go with this. So but we're not there yet. We're getting there close, getting closer each time. So last time around, you all kind of made the sludge factory. Uh, It was you found that it was guarded. So there's all these automatons and uh, later I I already let it slip ghouls. Basically, Uh, you um, you noticed as you were trying to figure out your way inside and then as you got inside that some of them bore a striking resemblance uh, to some of your high school acquaintances. Uh, Sean or Tristan, uh, Sean, you, you saw old ROTC heads or leadership mm-hmm. from your uh, from your ROTC military recruiters that would visit a high school, that kind of stuff. And it was like automaton bodies, but then sort of like this stretched face that sort of looked like these people uh, that you saw. Uh, then Deacon, as we already mentioned, he's you saw some members of your and Michelle's entourage back when you were a couple. And then that entourage, uh, well, well, they left. Uh, they when, when when all the things went went bad with your father, uh, they just kind of ditched you at that point. Uh, and um, you also noticed that the, the the factory itself, once you started to explore it a little bit, looked kind of like there were some other high school things in there. As I think artist it was who had discovered a uh, little workshop area uh, as you went in the back of this factory that had a bunch of old sports trophies and things like that that looked like something out of a, a high school cabinet uh, and uh, had some some sort of magic imbued on it. Uh, you also pushed a little further into the factory. Uh, you came across a room, had some colorful pools, uh, or at least some, I should say some vats is probably the better word, uh, with some kind of colorful liquids inside that seemed to have this weird reflective quality to it. Whenever you looked at it, it didn't show your your adult face. It showed your teenage face. And then for reasons, Delilah dunked her head into it. Uh, <laughs> and as she looked below the surface, she discovered at the bottom of that vat, much like Alien Resurrection, she saw a, a marred and mutated and disfigured uh, version of herself uh, kind of gestating in the tank the the portions of the body that you had repaired uh, with your with your plastic surgery were much more noticeable uh, in this version of self than it was, and then that uh, that gestating creature uh, woke, reached up, grabbed your neck, and began to squeeze. Uh, so we're gonna pick up right there. In addition to that, and uh, in addition to there being this 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 situation happening within this vat there was an automaton that was moving around but if you recall it seemed to almost have it was trying to get through like this partially collapsed tunnel that it couldn't fit through but it's on the other side of the room it is present uh, so that is there so i'll just kind of turn it over i'll say first to diala how are you reacting you have this you have this this hand uh, on your throat how are you reacting so I would say that uh, Diallo would um, kind of flail like her, like legs and the rest of her about to try to kind of signal to everyone else that like something is wrong. Um, and then she would try. So like she's kind of got her face down. And so she's going to try to like put her arms up sort of like over her head out of the vat to see if she can, you know, kind of get her sword. Uh, okay off of her left forearm. So I'll say that to the rest of you. Uh, I think, Artis, you were flying around a bit, but the rest of you, I think, are nearby. Uh, I was right next to her. Right. And you see that she starts to flail a bit. Her arms kind of come out. She's splashing around a little bit in the liquid here and there. 
but you also notice that she doesn't seem to be pulling back out of the liquid. You can't see through it. Like you can't see through the surface. It's just this kind of reflective quality to it. Even now as it's disturbed, like it's still very reflective and you can't kind of see down to the bottom of the vat unless you were to stick your head into it. Uh, but, um, but that is what you see. She's reaching back. You think probably for her sword, but struggling perhaps to, to wield it. Uh, so I'll say, since you're right next to her, uh, Leaf, what do you do? Uh, Leaf's immediate reaction is just to sort of bear hug um, Delilah's torso and start trying to pull her up. She's ignoring the flailing hands and legs, more or less. Uh, sure. Let's. Uh, this is gonna. We're gonna make this a test to see if you can pull her out and kind of outstrength the uh, the creature that is trying to kind of pull back. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, a strength test. Uh, this is going to be a difficulty of two, actually, to pull out, to pull her out. Okay. As I just dropped all my dice on the floor. Why'd you do again. that? Again. That's like the second That's time in two days I've done that. You shouldn't do that. That's not, know, you should hold on to them. Because there's a few D4s in there, so that's going to be painful later. <laughs> here's the thing. I have a strength of two, so my chances of success are non-existent. Um, so... Well, what a couple things I'm you could, going to you could do tap into a flashback to get an advantage. You could call I'm out for other people, stuff like that. Yeah. Do both of those things. I'll sort of grab her by the torso. I know Dread is also very close by. And I'm mm. just going to go and go, Dread, grab me as well. And uh, then she's going to kind of like think about the last time her friends were in danger and she had to do something, uh, putting her own life a little bit at risk for them. Um, it was way back when they were a lot younger. They're walking on train tracks, uh, not really paying attention, uh, just out in the woods at night as kids were in the 90s. Uh, and the train uh started to come and uh delilah delia her shoelaces got caught on the track and then she went down and her knee hit that track in a way her leg went numb she was not moving uh and we just had to like the train got closer and closer and closer and we just had to wrench her out she lost her shoes walked home barefoot uh on her left foot that night but we got her out okay. after a bit of stuff all right, so that'll give you an extra D6, tapping into the flashback. Uh, Dread or Tristan, you both are in the immediate air. Do either of you help out? Dread, Dread puts his hand on Leaf's back and just whispers in her ear. Gets really close and whispers in her ear. Leaf, you're afraid to fail. Nice. And he'll hit her yeah. <laughs> with it. Okay. Uh, I got a... A four, six, six, and a three on the dice. So I'm assuming your willpower is less than five. It is. I mean, you, you can you can fight it if you want, but you get as long as you are afraid to fail and you stick with not failing, you get an advantage of plus one. So it's you get another advantage. Sure. She will. Uh, she does not like failing. Is extraordinarily sure. overwhelming. Like yeah. primal, like your hands begin to shape flashbacks to every moment in your life where you did fail. Like this mm -hmm. amount of stress and anxiety like comes over top of you at this point. You begin to sweat and you realize you're not just sweating. Those of you looking at Leaf, it's not just this this mm -hmm. this, this condensation, but this little tiny kind of black 
black colored liquid, almost like what happens with dread when the shadows begin to leak out of him. You start seeing that begin to bead around Leaf's forehead as if what it's... They don't see mm. is uh, sort of a shaking of the skeletal arm that I'm mm. using to bear hug Delilah with. Fantastic. Uh, and the knowledge that my amputation, my disfigurement that my parents could not take caused them to have a second child that I have not mentioned. I'm learning so much about Leaf tonight. <laughs> which I didn't mention, uh, but it have been sitting on for a while. Um, that is two fours, a six, and a five, which is nice. four success minus two for two success. That is more than enough as that that overwhelming sense of fear, the flash in your mind of your your sibling that you, you keep as a secret, and you wrench Diala free. Dali, you can feel like fingernails, unkempt fingernails, just scrape along your throat leaving behind abrasions nothing that's that's so much that's going to harm you or anything like that but it does if you when you when you get pulled out you can feel a little bit of like blood beginning to trickle from your neck uh you probably weren't underneath long enough to where you're suffocating but probably a one of those big gulps of air as you come back out the <coughs> the liquid sloshing around in front of you the hand does not chase after you uh, you, but the water, like the, the liquid does slosh around a bit and whatever's beneath the vat again, doesn't leap up after you. So uh, do you do? Yeah. Don't, don't, do you, don't do you need the stick your face down there. Okay. Yeah. That seemed like a really dumb thing to do. Well, <laughs> I'm, I can't. I can't be vigilant. I can't look at everything. If I just say, oh, there could be something down there. Let me not look for it. But I it mean, was, it was a me. It was a me that's like growing, but like a, a old, earlier version of me pre nose job. Um, it's an unusual deal detail for, to stick out at you. Well, it just, it means that the, that image of me was not, a now image. It was an earlier image. So. Uh, should we get out of this room before it grows out of the tank? Is it, like, gonna come out? I mean, it went from my throat, so it doesn't seem to have positive intentions. Um, Jeff, would you say Christmas that my vigilance hand on it. has on moved that. up? So, so, Dude, you're putting your hand... Uh, detect but, like, but also looking to see, like, if it puts its hand up to where I put my hand. Okay, so so the vats, when you look at them, they're like uh, they're. I'm not saving you if you go in. They're they're large. I would say they're not so large as like an above ground pool, but they're not so small as to just be something you like you would get for a child to just play around the vat. They're they're mm -hmm. bigger than that. They're you think they're glass or, or or something somewhat transparent, but all you really see is this colorful liquid. No matter where you look, uh, if you're casting detect evil, is that what you're doing? Sure. He's just curious. Yeah. Um, so, so you reach out, cast a spell, uh, which should be a charisma test, I think, right? Isn't that yeah. what you use? Yeah. Go ahead and roll your charisma. Yeah. No, no fool dice. Just no straight extra. roll. Just, just roll it. Yeah. Yeah. I get one four. Uh, that's all you need. Um, definitely doesn't. You definitely don't sense evil coming out of this. Like there's no sense of evil whatsoever. But you do kind of feel that sort of... Um, 
when you were outside in the in mm-hmm. the water outside the sludge factory, there was that kind of weird sentience kind of thing, that voice, something kind of like almost kind of trying to speak through the magic in your direction, mm-hmm. like your magic is somehow being charged in some way. You're getting that again here, but you're definitely not, not getting a feel of evil, like very Ooh. clearly. For what it's worth, your old you isn't an evil you, it's just a different one. Something stranger. It's it's responding strangely to magic. Well, hell, Sean, I mean, you remember the Body Snatchers movies. They weren't evil either, but that didn't mean they didn't screw people over hard. Ooh, Body Snatchers. (laughs) (laughs) And and while you're saying, like, not evil, Diallo's, like, feeling at, like, the (laughs) the lacerations. I mean, I'm not saying nice. Deacon has it right. So those of you looking at Diala, like like her neck, it looks as though someone choked her. Like you can see the fingers, you can see like the the reddened skin. It looks like somebody has has kind of reached and grabbed and abused in some way. Uh, and there's a tiny little trickle of blood, but it's easy. It's 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 already kind of drying up it's it's not something that's going to require attention like it'll go away but the the abrasion or the, like the discoloration is abundantly clear hmm. you've got hey, to be think... more careful diala you're well, going to be the one that has to get us through this place yes i know i think i think me and tristan i think that's enough i think we've investigated this for now we should probably look behind us make sure to your point they don't grow out and follow but uh maybe we should move forward for now i'm more worried about that giant automaton that's over there by the door we got to find a way past him if we're moving forward oh i had my head in a pool i didn't notice that Ah. there he's right he's right there there are just here's a little sword is like of course you missed it (laughs) <laughs> you can see like artists has kind of been buzzing around the top here and there you haven't again i would say artist hasn't you haven't seen this automaton break its pattern like you can even time it down to how long it stays mm-hmm. how long it turns like there's a familiarity probably to the face but i don't uh but artist i don't think you would have a very clear view of who this person is but definitely it's one of those Man, I've seen that face before. Can't quite put your finger on who it might be. And that collapsed exit is the only exit he sees. Like, yeah, other than forward. Yeah, other like the only obvious exit is that in the way that you came. Right. Yeah, he'll fly back down and inform them, and that the yeah the automaton just uh, going back and forth. So we could probably just walk right past it. I mean, wait. Why did she stick her head in a vat? Haven't you seen a horror movie? Everybody knows don't do the thing you're supposed to do. <laughs> but cannot. somebody has to do it. No, someone it's... has to. I have to uh, keep everyone safe. If I don't know what's in there, I can't keep everyone think about safe it. from it. Have we met anybody except Pennsylvania Pete or whoever the hell, Polk, whatever his name was? <laughs> have we met anybody that's been good here? Like anytime we see somebody from the past or I mean, see something, is nothing generous. is good. It was good. myself. I saw myself. I don't know what to make of myself. That version of myself wanted to choke me, so it's probably not a good version of myself. Right. But I don't know if I'm a good person here. I mean, there was Inigo, and there was the poet, and there was that wonderful crew of people. Didn't we kill them all? By yes. we, I mean 
And she just kind of looks over at. Did you did you did you count the paces? Did you count the automaton? You know, I mean, you know I can, can fly, so I can go there instantly. But yeah, if you guys just count to Gender like fifteen and then go, you should be able to make it. One is it fifteen two, or is it sixteen? I guess you'll find out. And he just flies forward. Seven. (laughs) Yeah. When and with your speed, I'll say artist, and the amount of time you spent, you can get through. Fourteen. No roll. Yeah. Go. Go. I count to fifteen and go. Okay. Uh, Tristan, go ahead and roll dex. And uh, Diala, are you going to? Yes. Uh, We were given instructions to count and counted, so we're going. Roll dex, and then leaf. As you're getting ready to go, you see the automaton kind of turn and you look up and you see the face and you recognize the face, actually. Because uh, uh, if, if you all recall, Amory, as we all know, is the brains, uh, one of the brains of the group, very smart, very science oriented. You recognize a chemistry teacher from high school. Uh, could you give me a name for that chemistry teacher? Somebody Mr. you would know? Lacey. Mr. Lacey, you see Mr. Lacey's face in all its glory or, you know, in glory. Uh, It's stretched off a little bit. So some of the wrinkles are kind of missing here and there. But you see it kind of stretched to the side and kind of wrapped around these little these little pins kind of sticking out the side of the automaton head. Uh, But it's nonetheless there. You can even see like the eyes and the mouth kind of moving a bit. But independent of the movement of the automaton, it's a very eerie thing to look at. But you just see him kind of pacing back and forth, which is probably something he did quite frequently when he was giving lectures. He would constantly at the front of the of the classroom, just back and forth, giving his lectures here and here and here. And now that you see Mr. Lacey, you look around the pools that Diallo was kind of sticking her head into. They almost look like oversized, large kind of flasks of some kind. You see along the outsides of some of the rooms here and there, these crumbled and broken down, uh, like kind of lab desks. You see on the ground, all sorts of different chemical equipment. And even on one side of the room, there is this shattered, this fractured blackboard, now that you look at it. And there is in the wall above it, but long since worn down, what looks to be like a, a, wrap, a wrapped banner of like a periodic table of elements. There's a striking resemblance to your chemistry lab uh, from high school. He always mislabeled all of the chemicals to hide them from the governing bodies when they became illegal. And of course, he would be here with these vats of chemicals of unknown nature. So right. uh, how are those dex tests why Leaf is looking around? So, Tristan, you get through just fine. Diala, you start moving, and as you are about to kind of go for it, uh, you hear something slam against the, there's a couple feet from you, and you look over and you can see in one of these other vats, there is this gnarled, twisted hand that has been pushed up against the interior of the vat, and you can kind of see it moving around. You can tell that the hand itself is is clawed in, in a way that suggests some sort of pain or like, terrible arthritis uh, but you can see it kind of moving and slashing around and then a head appears it's yours it's your face once more except this time the face is hanging down like one side is kind of drooping a lot further than it should the other it almost looks like a botched plastic surgery attempt 
uh, but you recognize yourself. And in doing so, pause uh, as the automaton gets closed. Now, I haven't asked Dread or Leaf what they're doing, so I'll give them a chance. So Dread and Leaf, what were you doing? Rudd would be, he would, he would have tried to get through himself, focusing on his own vigilance, you know, with, withdrawing his D4 from the effects of Leaf and then, and focusing on that to help him out, uh, with his dex check a little bit. All right. So with this, roll your own. Yeah. Roll your own check. Yeah. It's a little, it's called a little emotional nudge. So he gets to add the D4 to any one die to try to pump it up. I got a five and a four anyway, and a four on the D4, so I got two successes. Oh, yeah, you're through just fine. No issues. You you, you and uh, you and Tristan are following on the heels. Of, I mean, Artis is just moving past so so much quicker than everybody. The two of you, very quickly, as the as the automaton gets a couple steps away, back to you, you go. You think Diallo's with you, but then when you get halfway down this twisted, half-collapsed hallway, you realize she's not... And then Leaf as well as Leaf, there was a moment where you kind of lingered up looking at the face and then took a last look around the room as well. So the two of you have lingered back. What is Leaf doing with this new res- this like new revelation of, of who this automaton is and where you're at? Anything? Um, Leaf is kind of looking at the periodic table and squints a little bit at it and then looks below it to see if there's maybe a chemical, a cabinet of chemicals. Uh, and looks then back towards the call where I presume I can see like the hand coming up. Yeah, you can. If you look back, you can see that Diala has lingered actually right in the path of where the automaton would cycle back. And you can see she's just staring at the nearest vat where this something in, in, inside of it is moving about. And uh, Leaf is going to make a break for the chemistry cabinet to try to find lithium. Okay. Uh, there is a cabinet. It's underneath, like you said. It's it's collapsed. It's busted. But you start quickly sifting through it. Uh, roll an in test. As a lot of these labels look to be pretty worn down. Uh, and see if you can find whatever it is you're looking for. That is a five. You, uh, you do in fact uh, find some lithium. Uh, it does not look like. It doesn't look like the types of chemical containers you had in high school. You start to notice that there are are other little bottles and vials in here, and you can see that they look more prescription oriented. There's names that are being listed, names you don't even recognize here. And there's a reference to a to a hospital, like a hospital from your hometown in the real world. And you can see there are these different names here and there. You Hospitals. recognize just one, in fact, uh, as you recognize Ronald Bass, which you would recognize being Billy's older brother. Other than that, there's a lot of like names that you're no idea. You do notice, though, that. Almost all of them, with the exception of Ronnie, has the same address. So like they're like like these are prescriptions, but each one of them is just some pretty heavy like um, like opioids, uh, like like prescription medication here and there. But you do find your the lithium that you are you are absolutely looking for. You do find that. Pocket some opioids as well. Uh, and then Diala, as you're standing there looking at this thing. 
uh, you hear, you're shocked out as you hear the footsteps of this automaton uh, that is now standing right next to you. And you can see a hand is reaching down, back to seat, back to seat, and kind of arm reaching down like it's about to grab you by the wrist. What do you want to do, Diala? Uh, I would, so Diala would um, kind of realize that she's sort of, once again, sort of lost her focus. Um, and so she is going to kind of do her best to just take a kind of giant step backwards and see if she can kind of dodge out of the way of this uh, automaton arm coming her way. Okay. Uh, roll a dex to kind of get away here um, as it's essentially going to swing down at you. It's going to be a defensive. So it's going to be a difficulty of one. So remove one. Okay, I rolled a three and a five, so that's zero successes after the uh, removal of the one for difficulty. All right, so as you go to uh, try to stumble back a bit, you move just a, a touch too late, and it's going to instead manage to clamp an arm around you. You feel, which, was it your, can you, can you remind me again uh, your where you got your reconstructive surgery? Uh, so... My reconstructive surgery um, specifically was uh, facial reconstruction. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought because it's because Leaf had the arm. Okay, this is going to then reach out and grab you by the head. This large, metallic vice grip, and you feel it clamp. You hear a crack inside of your mouth as either a tooth rips free or just the jaw or the cheekbone. Uh, so, do you have any guard? You have two guard, right? Yes, I do. do. Go ahead and remove both of guard. I did three points of damage. Remove two of that guard and then give yourself one one loss of health as well. As the thing is like squeezing your head and begins to drag you back into some other portion uh, of this this lab. And Uh, so she once again is going to like legs flailing kind of as she's being pulled. She's just sort of stopping and trying to make as much noise as she can. And Leaf, at this point, you hear it. You kind of got you kind of got lost in thought for a moment, looking at the the different labels. But you turn around and you can see Diala being dragged by her head, by her face, by this this large automaton, by Mister Lacey himself, uh, to another portion of this lab. And it's just the two of you in here currently. I'm going to run over there. Um, anywhere that anything looks like it's coming out of those vats uh i'm going to try to throw lithium in which is an alkali metal that reacts with water and causes hydrogen gas and hydrogen dioxide uh and then i'm just gonna say uh and then i'm going to uh try to get in mr lacy's face and uh pull out that scythe, activate it with my bone arm and try to cut off that arm that's holding Delilah. Okay. Um, I'll say... Which is one a lot of, of those, actions, so... Yeah, like, we'll say one of those things you can get done in, like, I'll a Probably round. just the lithium in okay. the vats while I run towards Delilah. And so we start seeing that it's, that chemical effect. It's probably far more colorful than you're expecting just because the liquid in there seems to be more Purple than simply you. water. But you can see it just begins to erupt, almost like a like a kindergartner's volcano project as it just starts pouring out and pouring out. Um, Dread Tristan artist, uh, one of the three of you roll like a whiz te- wisdom test to see if you can kind of hear or detect anything back the way you came. Uh, that's a no successes for uh, for, for the dictator. Okay. One. 
Uh, I would say then artist with one, Tristan, how'd you do? Okay, so artist in uh, in Tristan, you both hear the sounds of like muffled, uh, maybe a scream or something, and then you hear of these minor explosions or something. Dread, you're just moving forward, focusing. Maybe the thoughts of the the entourage murder <laughs> still just just pushing you further and further, looking for more more of your entourage to kill. Uh, but we'll say the two of you hear something from behind. Um. Artists are fast enough. Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, shoot. This is very difficult because cool guys aren't supposed to look at explosions, but <laughs> there is screaming. We should probably go back in there. Yep, I'm on it. Uh, Artist will I'll start running and you're going to get this so much faster. Than go me. at his 26 miles an hour speed. And yeah. I think as he sees Delilah being held by her yep. head, he's going to try and basically like superman tackle her like through the with using his momentum to try and break her free so then he can just either drop her yeah. off or just try and circle back and drop her on the other side Ow, or I like decapitate this. her uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go strength uh take uh take an advantage on this because i think your jets probably give you an advantage on this you're moving really fast as all this kind of makes sense if this right. goes horribly uh if this is not if this is not good uh, and what's it called? It's not called a, I mean, it's the equivalent of a crit fail. What was it called? Yeah, it is a crit fail. If it's a crit fail, so I'm just say this out loud. When you don't roll any successes on a test and one of your dice shows a one, something very bad is going to happen. And it's possible <laughs> Melissa just explained what that was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> uh, it's the easy peasy. Three successes. Easy. easy. You come, you come speeding back through it's painful, Diala, as you're like you're suddenly wrenched free. Your neck uh -huh. kind of cracks a bit. Your whole head is probably on fire with pain. Ow. But you have you have been ripped free from Mr. Lacey, who now is is kind of staring around, those eyes kind of shifting and moving with some sort of semblance of, of confusion and uh and and kind of looking around wondering where the hell you just went. Um Tristan, you also kind of had you can do something if you'd like. Okay. I'll come running in. Um, there's the, the banner kind of hanging off the wall. Clearly yeah, the like answer here table. is to jump off over the wooden shelves, grab the banner, parkour, swing around, and then slap Diala. Not really slap, but basically do a healing touch. But you okay. have to do the theatrics first. Of course you do. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> right. Go right ahead. It's like smack that tooth back in place. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Get a concussion. <laughs> Crack the jaw back. It's like chiropractic. Rip her head off. Then give her a concussion in that order. <laughs> got it. Well, okay. So, hey, I got two successes. So one of them is a six. That's going to mean you get two health if you had lost two health. And also a fluke went off. Ooh. So maybe like the banner trips it up or something, or maybe it wraps around his face. That's exactly I what I was thinking is that the tail end of the banner wraps around the face of Mr. Lacey, covering it up. And now <laughs> back to your seats back. I will call the principal. And you can see its arms like with these horrible, like crude vice grips are trying to reach up and struggling so hard to just grab this periodic table, but it does seem distracted, confused. You guys have a moment if you want to bail or if you want to do something else, mm -hmm. but now it seems like a perfect time. 
is Diallo still being like carried? Yeah, I mean, I would have carried you like to the exit basically and then dropped you off like once you were away. And so just, she just has that like ow with her neck and then her head goes the other way. It's like, ow, <laughs> what was, oh. You're uh, welcome. Ah, uh, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's back in place. Yep. Oh. Oh, I thought he was a nice teacher. God. So we'll say everyone then at this point, you get past. This thing is confused. You take advantage of that momentary confusion. You push a little bit further in. Uh, Dread, you had kind of taken the lead at this point as you were you were mm-hmm. up front and the rest of them were not. Um, you open a door in this hallway. Uh, you peek into it and you can see, well... It looks uh, it looks really strange in here, actually. It's, it's very colorful, uh, but you also notice that in addition to like a lot of this um, like machinery, that kind of grimy machinery, you do notice that there is like these flickering holographic lights that are kind of popping up here and there above these almost metallic consoles that are spread around the room. You can see the these patterns begin projecting onto the wall in this sort of strange, almost runic, like Nordic lettering kind of pattern in a way. Um, You can see that there are desks that seem to be, or or it almost looks like a a bridge in some ways of the way the the desks are sort of aligned or adorned in this particular way, but the desks themselves are old. It looks like you're kind of in a, like an old nuclear bunker. But then you kind of look up and you can see that there are people that seem to be at a few of these desks and some of them are, uh, moving about. Uh, woman right inside the front door looks up at you. Her hair is in this uh, this crazy orange-red perm. Uh, she's got these big old glasses and these chains that are looped down and back behind her ears. There was a woman, uh, kind of an administrative assistant, whenever you used to get in trouble, uh, and have to, or anybody really, and have to get kind of sent to uh, the administrator's offices. Uh, who is this, Dredd? Who is this woman? This is uh, Miss Glennan Davies. Okay. I like the confidence. I feel like <laughs> there's a story in here somewhere. But all right. <laughs> Glennan Davies. How would you say you're... Uh, how would you, uh, did, did Dredd get sent here a lot for trouble? I know you guys all got yeah. into detention the once, but would... You know, Dredd didn't. He actually had a pretty good relationship with the principals and the administrators because, you know, he was always in the theater projects. He was in the National Honor Society. He was in student government. Mm -hmm. So his relationship with all with the administration was always pretty good until he got the one detention. But then after his father's accident, it all fell apart because his grades mm-hmm. fell apart. He stopped being involved in school really to that much of an extent. So bit of a mixed bag. Her head tilts up in your direction and it almost looks as though one of the eyes like looks like it's about to roll out, but then kind of gets scooped back up in. And she says in this, uh, it, it has the hint of a very friendly voice, but it sounds, it has these moments where it just seems to fade and droop as if like, uh, like a like a CD or a record is kind of losing its its sort of uh, veracity. It's like, hello, young man. What did you do today? 
And like, she's trying to talk to you, but every time she gets halfway through the sentence, it's just their voice kind of dips down at this point. I'm very disappointed to see you again. What does Dread do? It's all right, Mrs. Davies. If you think about it, you're actually too afraid to even imagine what it would be to see me. And he okay. will, uh, he will try to shut her senses down out of absolute terror. Okay. I got a, I got a four on the, on the D four, a five and a five, a two and a three. So a total, so the emotional intensity is a six. So if it exceeds her willpower, she's, you, uh, you're, your eyes begin to recede into the shadows that would start to bleed down your face. You put all effort into it. The shadows around you begin to cake. And she just looks up at you. Nothing changes on her face. Now, none of that, mister. I will not have your bad moving. And she has, it has no effect on her whatsoever. Now sit well. down. Before I call your father. Well, shit. <laughs> Dredd shuts the door. <laughs> the door shuts. <laughs> At this point, everybody else, you catch up. You can see Dread closing a very bright door. Underneath the door, you can see like the, the colorful kind of runic lights. Uh, or you can see like the, like it's kind of changing, shifting here and there. Uh, but Dread closes the door. You guys are in a hallway. You just sort of fled from this other automaton that you momentarily blinded. And he just closed the only door uh, leaving. So I'll turn it over to you all. What do you do? Let's uh, circle up here for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys remember Mrs. Davies, Glenn Ann Davies? Not really. Administrator, uh, in there, uh, it's like a, uh, a mosh pit of runic characters, flashing lights, horrible desks, nuclear bomb shelters, and Mrs. Davies and some other people. And, uh, you know, she's sort of not really in sync with time, or at least not talking that way. And apparently she's beyond emotional control. So you're up. I mean, does your powers work on robots? Do they have feelings? In my time, in my time here, I've not had a lot of robots to play with. So I don't can't say for sure. What I can say definitively is Miss Davies was not affected by my abilities. So Tristan, Artis, Diala, you know, are heavy hitters or chaos summoning gods. All I'm saying is somebody walk through that door, deal with that shit so we can move on. My Meanwhile, genres is not good. The, there's a couple of little sparks. Jeeves will reform. Tuck on your pants like Deacon. You would scare me. Experiment number two. Deacon, Deacon I mean, picks up. Deacon picks up Jeeves, and he goes, "All right, Jeeves, you're afraid 
of ever again seeing or speaking or coming to the call of Tristan. And he'll try to break him. Ooh. Go for I it. I got... Okay. So this is interesting. I got a three, a three, a two, and a one. That's a crit fail. Which is a crit fail. And a crit fail on my power means it's permanent. If it affects him. And I still got a one on the D4. That was a, what, the worst roll I've ever had in this game thus far. Oh, my gosh. So I'm kind of hoping it doesn't really affect robots because I can't stop I it. I don't know. <laughs> Do we have... Oh, my gosh. Where did we get stats for, for Jeeves? So it's two, 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 two straight right twos. It's, it's straight yeah. twos down the line. It's basically the mindless servant spell. Yeah, does Just he have... The... Okay. So if it's mindless servant... Mindless by... I mean, like mindless or I living servant. Summon living servant. Sorry, is the actual name of it. But okay, living. that's different than mindless. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's, a, that's two different things. Unfortunately, I know it is. Like we flavored it one way, but that doesn't mean like that's actually because he may actually be like one of those things where he's like sentient yeah. in a weird way. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a okay, uh, but it's totally um, what Sean would have done. Living servant has a willpower of four. Which is not nice, what these nice. automatons have, which have a willpower of zero, and they literally have an ability. Like one of their traits is that they are they are like without will. Yeah, without will, which mm. means they cannot be persuaded or influenced by debate or magical means, which is why it was not effective mm. on mm-hmm, on Miss mm-hmm, Davies. Mm-hmm. So I do in fact think this is oh, going no. to affect Jeeves. Poor Jeeves, no. <laughs> so how do you? So Tristan, I'll turn work? over to you. How does Tristan? Does it work though? Because okay. the rolls were yeah. no higher than a Permanent. four, and his will it were of a three, well, and his willpower is a four. Yeah, but on a crit fail, you break them automatically, and the influence is permanent. Oh, so. Jeeves! Oh no! So, so Jeeves is forever afraid and terrified that they will never be able to see Tristan again. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yep. Yep. Oh no. Okay. He'll never want me to dismiss the spell again. So I think that's what it is. Because like earlier when he was on the cliffside, I was just like, just, I'll dismiss the spell. He's clutching so he can come to back. you. <laughs> yeah. He turns around and you can see like little lubrication begins to come out of wherever Jeeves's like optical lenses are. And they just start pouring down as if he's trying to convey the concept of tears. And isn't Jeeves built on a concept of Tina? Like, isn't it like sort of yes. inspired it's by very Tina? Much- when Diala's younger sister used to show up, we used to let Sean mm-hmm. would let Tina play as the little robot. So, you know, she could have some fun. And so I'm going to bring in Diala then for this. So Diala and Tristan, between the two of you, whenever it was time for Tina to leave and she didn't want to leave and she threw some sort of temper tantrum or something like that. How, how did Tina behave whenever Diala's mother kind of took her away or, or whenever you guys wouldn't let her come or anything like that? How, how did how did Tina behave? Uh, she would. It was definitely sort of the just full on. Um, tears, kind of crocodile tears, definitely that, um, you don't love me, (laughs) like 
she just went for it. Like, and Jeremy, if you have anything else you want to add, <laughs> no, I, I think, think that's what it. <laughs> you left me on the cliff. Don't you love me, Tristan? <laughs> Why would you leave me? Don't leave me again. So between like the this like sort of bubbling lubricant coming out coming down uh coming down jesus face constantly screaming you don't love you don't love me you don't love me like you're just gonna dismiss me later i don't mean anything to you uh and then she starts clinging i think to your legs as well to the point where it's actually somewhat annoying uh somewhat okay. annoying. well i'll reach into my various packs of stuff and i'll pull out the equivalent of like one of those baby bjorns mm-hmm so I just like now have like lone wolf and cub style, like a little thing that Jeeves can sit in. And all you hear is like it, it, that'll probably soothe Jeeves momentarily, but you can still feel like the vibrations on your chest as she's still crying, and she's still <laughs> occasionally whispering about like you just can leave me when I stop crying. That's it, and just over and over and over again. <laughs> and Deacon just just deadpan says, "All right." Clearly, I can affect robots, so that's not it. <laughs> All right, well, here. That was the take... worst experiment we could have thought of. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> I mean, do we really have to try that? Like, he's going to do I... it on every enemy we see. Every bad person, you're going to try and manipulate their mind. So how about we just set a boundary and say allies are off limits because <laughs> Jeeves is Tristan, out super clean. Tristan, Tristan asked me. To do it to Jeeves. No, see, and I am not going to say Tristan. no. It's Sean. And everybody knows Sean's brain is a little, you know, guys, we all know we've hung out with him. So keep in mind, Brilliant. I know you guys are really into role play, but that's Sean. It's not Tristan. I'm <laughs> Chad. You guys keep calling yourselves by your character, but it, we're us. Uh, and Deacon <laughs> reaches out his hand and he puts it on Sean's shoulders. He's like, for just a moment there, I didn't hate you quite as much as I usually do. Have fun with your toy. At this point, well, the door flies open, smashes against the side, and you all see automaton-like Mrs. Davies. You see that she has... Uh, like her torso is, you can tell mechanical, but has a blouse over top of it. Uh, and you can see that the bottom half of her body almost looks as though that desk that you thought she was sitting at dread is actually part of her, her, her posterior. And all of you look as this, this sort of, she's got this kind of red, orange wig, this perm style wig. I almost like a slinky popping out and trying to come back in, popping out. And you see and you hear as she screams out, None of this. We are trying to work here. Get inside and we will sign you your detention hall now. And the voice is constantly coming and going. And she's reaching out this hand in the direction of, in the direction of dread, uh, as if she's trying to grab Dread basically by the ear and drag him inside. Oh, you can obviously react to that, but that is what she is doing. The rest of you, you can see beyond her very constantly shifting uh, colorful room. Um, artist, you look as you're kind of peering back, you hear you hear Adam speak up and you hear, I sense fair gold inside. 
And when you look over the shoulder, the massive shoulder of Miss Davies uh, artist, you can see that there's some kind of like nexus, like this weird kind of holographic interface in the middle of all these desks. You can see it's shooting out these different runic patterns in the sides of the walls here and there. And it almost looks like this like far more advanced tech than was ever in your high school in the 90s and certainly better than what you've seen here before. Uh, there are other desks in here and there are other people kind of milling about. It does look vaguely like your administrative offices at high school, in, in, in your high school. So I'll turn to you guys. What do you all want to do? Well, Deacon obviously takes a quick step back from the grasping hands of Miss Davies. And as he's doing so, puts one hand on Tristan's shoulder and sort of pushes him forward a little bit. <laughs> She's all yours, swashbuckler. Hmm? What's that? Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's, oh. Tristan, roll, roll, let's, let's resolve this. Tristan, I want you to roll a dex first to see if you can dodge the grasp of Miss Davies. You're going to take a, a a disadvantage to it as you've got in a baby Bjorn on your chest, a crying Jeeves. And there's just a lot of confusion right now. (laughs) That's, that's totally fair. Uh, Difficulty Difficulty of one as well. Um, I did get one success. That is not enough. Okay, so so that'll the difficulty. So your yeah, the difficulty you f- gets rid of my one. Exactly. Yeah. So you feel uh, this cold vice grip on your ear, not unlike what just happened with the Yala, except this time ah! it's like pulling your ear, and you all watch <laughs> as Tristan, ah! the lobe of his ear is like extending like its gum as he's being drawn and dragged inside. Oh God! Oh why? <laughs> yes. Why? <laughs> So now with all of this going on, you're going to see Diala as she does kind of rip the the whip sword off of her left forearm. And what she is going to do, she's going to leave it in whip form and try to snap it around this outreached arm of Miss Davies. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we can just treat this like an attack then. So just go roll an attack. Difficulty one. Uh, and then right, so that's a three and that's my D8. And then Leaf and Artist, you can just... We're not in, like, initiative or anything necessarily yet. Leaf and Artist, <laughs> if there's something you want to do, just call it out. Uh, that is two sixes. Okay. Uh, that Do you have any specials that trigger off this? Because one of those sixes will go away because of the difficulty, but you still have one left. So is there anything uh, special that happens? So the special that I have on my weapon is that if the hit removes a guard from the foe, remove two instead of one. Okay. We can do that if that's... Yeah, we can do that. No problem. Uh, yeah, so she did actually have two guard, so we'll say both of those are removed. And so as the whip coils around the arm, again, there's this big blouse and like the arms are kind of almost like pirate puffy. And as the, as the sword wraps around, it just kind of rips it and tears it, exposing this, uh, sort of rusted engineered metal, uh, with all these different like tubes and things kind of sliding in and out, shifting away power and lubrication. Um, and she says, how dare you, Missy? Who do you think you are? Uh, Leaf, artist, what is you doing? Leaf is right now just observing into the room through, uh, the shoulder, over the shoulder of, uh, Mrs. Davies, just to see how the other automatons are reacting, if they're going to come and be a problem. So far, it looks like they're going about their business of the day. So you can see them literally doing paperwork. 
All right. Uh, and I'll look over. Delilah probably has this. <laughs> <laughs> Artist, what would you like to do? Uh, Artist is rolling his eyes over the past five minutes of us literally not being able to make it 10 feet. And he will fly past into the room and then he's going to kind of like a bat hanging upside down. He's going to flip over above like the high tech and look down at it like with his boots up in the air. Okay. Uh, So as you're looking down, you can see that there's... um, Think of it like like a small... Actually, not even that small, like a, like an altar over top of which these lights coming out from these different projectors on either side. It's kind of creating these holographic displays that look very much uh, like what you saw when you were up and flying about. Like it almost looks like you're you're seeing like a like a tactical overlay of the factory of like the various towers. And like you can see that there's different patterns of people moving about like it very seems like some sort of control nexus, perhaps. Uh, for the, and that's probably something that Adam is also kind of, uh, feeding you as well, uh, is what it kind of looks like. Um, there also seems to be some sort of control systems, uh, and some of the, some of the paneling around here as well. So it looks like it might, con- like you think Adam maybe even speculates that it might control some of those towers and things that are, uh, that are around here and there. Uh, but it also does seem to be powered by fair gold as well. Hmm. Any automatons react to artists being in there? I rolled to see if they noticed, and they have not actually. So it hasn't broken. I rolled. Uh, I rolled actually a crit fail. So they did. Uh, they did not notice. And so you're just hanging upside down. You moved in so quickly. You're hanging upside down from the roof. No one or from the ceiling. No one's noticing you. There's plenty of other doors out of here or into you know into offices or into you know teachers lounges and things like that so there's different ways out of here but it doesn't look like any of them seem to be immediately bothered by you here um also turned to dread at this point dread you had stepped out of the way and <laughs> pushed Tr- uh, tristan into the grasp of miss davies what would you like to do dread uh, size looks diala Come on. You're a vigilance knight. I know if you try harder, you can see the weakness in this system and exploit it. And what he's going to pump her vigilance up. Oh, there you go again. Shit on the shield. I got a five, a five, a five, a We're six, dead. And, a, <laughs> and a one. So no, I only got a one on the D four. So it's actually it's it's only a five. Okay. Uh, and actually, so I'm gonna take. I'm actually gonna take the one off instead of adding it. Right. So I'm gonna take it down to a three. Okay. Can so, I? Uh, do I have a roll that I can do if I don't want to? Yeah. Uh, if if depends. Have I exceeded your wisdom? Or your willpower? Sorry. Yeah, it's willpower. If you're intense, if the intensity, which is three is less than your willpower you can resist with a wisdom roll at a difficulty of half the intensity okay so my willpower is four and my wisdom is two so, so it, I uh, have to roll you have to resist two successes with the two because mm-hmm. how much would it move me up so it's only three. well i don't to three like the, the intensity of the effect is three. So you feel as intensely as most people will ever feel.
feel it. So I'm for... already at a two. So, so does it just go up one or does it go up? Or does it add to what she's at? The effect is there. I don't think is it cumulative. I I don't know. That's a great question. So So looking just looking at like the language like it's you so basically the intensity of the effect that that dredges uses they feel they feel it as intensely as most people will ever feel it which means yeah, I think I, I mean I set the intensity so I think since you're already at a 2 and I was setting it at a 3 I think it's still just a 3 Yeah I don't think yeah I don't think it's going to be added together I agree with that I think it would just go up to 3 so overwhelming All right that's an army I mean, you're not always going to defeat an army. Yeah. It's as you can defeat it. Like, you're overwhelmed yeah. by it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A mountain range. Um, We're just, like, in a little room. It's fine. Don't yeah, me. you're just going to wreck the administrative staff of uh, this high school. <laughs> no big deal. All right. Uh, so, like, and I would say that she's been... Um, she kind of let her guard down a little bit when she was kind of looking into the pool slash flask and she's kind of seeing herself earlier. So she's definitely more sort of like on her game, looking around, looking to see what's happening at this point. Um, so she is just kind of even more um, like, because there's a lot of like colors and everything in the room. And so I yeah, feel like everything is just like projected by that thing that artist is examining. So everything is just sort of sharper, like that she's kind of noticing everything at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and well, I mean, you don't you don't actually have to let go of all of your yeah uh, you emotional level, right? You can just create events. This is just what you're feeling. You don't necessarily have to like use it to destroy everything. Like you like like just because you're just because that's where your intensity level is doesn't mean you actually have to apply it, right? So like. Yeah. yeah, I can hold on to it. Um, yeah, yeah. When it when it is given, it is all. So using creative violence, you're expending all of your intensity. So there's no like right. And that's on that what you did at the. That's what you did yeah. on the coastal city. Yeah. Like you don't have so, to do that right here. Okay, no. so but, I will but, sit with what I have. Okay, but you can you can you can do use a venting ability and just reduce it by one, and then pick mm -hmm. one of the venting abilities, yeah. like frenzied exactly. attack or. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Okay. Um, so, okay. So then what I will do is that I will take one of those and I will vent it. And I want to know, um, so my emotion of either vigilance or interest or anticipation, what does um, Ms. Davies feel that most intensely towards? Yeah. So you're using your personal knowledge venting ability. Yep, that's the one okay. that I've got selected. You feel a, uh, okay, feels what a target feels your your emotion most strongly towards. And so your emotion is vigilance. So what is she most vigilance for? Mm -hmm. Truancy. Misbehaving, misbehaving students. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure that was helpful, so but that's <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> All right. Um, so is that basically my turn kind of doing using the kind of venting ability? 
Um, so, I mean, I would say just to give you something that's actionable, so something that would actually be useful. Because um, I could just go look at those like people skipping over there and see if that like turns her attention a little bit. I'll say this: like you would get from her that this there is the breaching of protocol. Like I think for her is probably that frustrates her and probably she fears it most. And so anyone, any kind of breach of protocol, any sort of breach of pattern would, would kind of destabilize her in some way. Uh, so that's something is potentially actionable. Like if you kind of overwhelm her with all sorts of, of craziness, like that could actually destabilize her in some fashion. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so she'll just kind of say to everyone, remember, Miss Davies follows the rules. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's see. Who's, who hasn't done anything in a while? So Dredd, just, you just kind of did that. Uh, Diala did that. So like, let's go to Tristan and Leaf. Anything you want to do at this point? The desk table that's... Is it just the chair that she was just sitting on that's attached to her? Or is the full desk around it looks like she is part of the desk. Like it is okay. like it is her. Like she is just this amalgamation of of like old high school administrative desk and self. On the desk are there detention slips, hall passes. Oh yeah. It's it's all a little messy as she's been kind of moving about here and there. But yeah, you can see it, none of it's in great condition, but you can see old school stuff. Yeah, you can see like little pen, pen and pencil cups. You can see a little name with her plaque now that you look a little bit more closely. It's it's kind of grimed over. Mm -hmm. You can see some paperwork, etc. Yeah. I'm going to try to grab one of the hall passes and go, uh, yes, I'll, I'll need this as a visitor of this school. That's the wrong voice. <laughs> I'll need this as a visitor of the school. Uh, okay. Um, roll like, um, I don't know, you can roll like a charisma or roll like, um, or wisdom, something like that, whatever you want. I'll prefer wisdom. That's all right. Uh, four, four, three. Okay. Uh, and she'll look over, uh, maybe doesn't recognize you immediately. And she might say, she might, of course, what is your business here? And you see her, her second arm kind of reaches down because uh, one of them is currently wrapped by the, by the whip sword and has Tristan's ear in its grasp. But the other one, she reaches down and she begins to try to peel off one of these little visitor's passes to hand over to you, Leaf. Uh, uh, I'm visiting for a sports event at this school. Okay. And uh, as she kind of hands that out to you, you can see she's like putting this little, what looks like just, just like a hi, my name is kind of sticker. And she she's sort of reaching that out. Make sure that is visible at all times. Uh, Tristan, as this is happening and your ear is being ripped off, uh -huh. uh, is there something you want to do? I'm going to, you know, I'll piggyback off what the Diala tossed out there. So first, I'll kind of like use my martial arts to kind of like twist in the same direction she was twisting my thing. So I've kind of flipped myself upside down. I'm doing a triangle hold with my legs on her forearms so she can't really yank my my arm, my ear any further. But on top of that, I want to do that so I can just put myself in this really weird position to take advantage of the crying Jeeves and just kind of hold it to where like... And it's like sort of like pointing her face like, Miss Davies, 
Look at what you're doing. You're shaking a baby. You never <laughs> shake a baby. Why would you do this? Why would you do such a horrible thing? You know there are rules against this. Roll a charisma test. <laughs> Dear God, dude. That's great. <laughs> shaking a baby. <laughs> Dear God. I got three successes. Oh, my God. She immediately... Why are you shaking the baby, Miss Davies? She immediately lets go of your ear, which is still throbbing. And you see, like, if shock could overcome her stretched and hideous face, it would probably be shock. I am so sorry. Let me see such a cute baby. Gucci, Gucci. Gucci. (laughs) She's kind of reaching out and like, why is it crying? What's wrong? And she's just kind of leaning over. You need to go back and take your sensitivity training again. How many successes did you get? Three. God damn. Uh, (laughs) So uh, stupid. Uh, he is the fool. <laughs> she is overcome with, I am so sorry. Let me, oh goodness, let me get out of your way. I need a moment. Principal, what's the name of your principal at your high school? Uh, Walker. Okay. Principal Walker. Principal Walker, she calls back into the room. I need to take a personal day. And you see (laughs) as she starts like pushing past, like knocking you guys over, like her her desk and stuff is kind of bumping into you as as she tries to push past you, like going the back the way you all came. And I'll say at that point, she's out of the way and you guys have access to the administration. (laughs) And you hear her as she's like leaving past. I can't believe I did that. Oh. <laughs> this is why Dude. my husband left me. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Diala's going to yell up to Artist, and Diala's going to say, Hey, Artist. Uh, yep. We got past her without killing her. Wow, look at you guys growing. <laughs> you can see he's like starting to spray paint a. A computer module to hack this thing. Uh, I, I don't think it's to hack. Yeah, and I want to basically kind of what he wants to do is try and get the like blueprint of where we're going. So if he can figure out where we are mm-hmm. in this map and then like where these paths would lead to. Yep. Yeah, that's not a problem. Uh, go ahead and roll an in test, uh, and then this will also determine if you get any fair gold from it. Two. Uh, okay. Uh, so take a take a fair gold, and then the other thing you'll get in addition, since you got two successes, is a one fair gold, and then you are looking specifically to get to this pumping station uh, that looks like it's kind of, um, from what you can tell, it looks like a your your artist was a uh, ours was a was a what's it called an uh, an athlete. So I think you would probably know. Uh, it looks like some sort of looks like you're trying to get relative to like the layout of a school. What looks something like a gymnasium of some kind, but you can tell that the gymnasium itself has kind of been repurposed and there seems to be all sorts of other devices or it's being reused as some kind of, uh, uh, as some kind of like secondary, like not necessarily like an auditorium might be for like a pep rally, but like something's going on in there, but it looks to be like some kind of pumping station. Um, 
And you, so essentially anytime you guys are trying to navigate, just go ahead and roll an advantage, essentially, since you kind of know the way there and take your extra fair gold. Sweet. He is playing the snake game and the snake is showing him as he eats it and gets bigger, like where the gymnasium is. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, It doesn't look like these others, since you guys haven't really interrupted them specifically, and the only person who's really interacted with you thus far was Miss Davies, none of them have kind of risen to the attention to, like, do something to you guys yet. But, I mean, how long you linger might determine that. So, Uh, that's up to you. As Dredd is is walking through, he does pat Kristen on the shoulder. I've never been prouder of you in my life. You broke her soul. <laughs> and then he keeps walking. Wait, wait, dread, dread, uh, wait. Uh, we don't know you don't uh, have the visitor passes. Uh you guys should be behind me just so they can they can see the name tag first. After you. Yeah. You hear Jeeves say, Do you think those are all That's the what you're gonna do to me. You don't love me. <laughs> That's not true. Of course I love you. You're the best, Jeeves. You're gonna make me feel like that too. You're going to abandon no. me like you made her abandon her. I don't know. She doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the trade. <laughs> Just a, like, uh, like wiped little motor gears off of its face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, <laughs> lubricant all over it. It's all sticky and gross. Uh, so Leva's okay. going to step in and with the, the visitor pass, see if they react to that uh, in any way. Uh, okay, yeah, you, you'll see someone will come over, and then you can tell, face stretched across, princel, like has the face of your, your princel. What can I do for you, madam? I am a visitor. We're going to a sports event in the gym. Okay. Uh, certainly. Would you like me to escort you there? Sure. That would be great. Our school appreciates your ambassadorial spirit. Okay. Um, that is very kind of you to say. And you see, he starts trying to push around from behind the desk that he was standing at. And he's like, kind of bumping into everything. It's super sloppy here and there, but eventually he kind of pushes through and, uh, he starts moving across and you can see he goes up to one of these doors and it's a very small door. He's a very big, you know, big automaton. These automatons are like eight, nine feet tall. And he's like going up to what looks like a relatively normal looking door. And he goes to reaches out vice grip, grabs the, uh, grabs the door handle and just crunches it completely, pushes the door up. You see the door just break and say, oh dear, I shall have to call maintenance. And kind of turns around, one moment, please. And they oh, start kind of waddling over towards like... Okay. Why didn't you just say no? I don't, I don't get it. I'm curious <laughs> to see if he'd fit through the door. I mean, it's human size. True, it is. She was playing the part because she's not from here. And so having somebody show her the way was the smart move. All right, let's get out of here before anybody else bothers us. And that's the okay. right door, according to what artists found, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. You find you guys have like kind of pushed out and 
circumvented some of the other pathways you like it like the layout is sort of similar to your high school but it's not quite right you know it's like it's not like a perfect recreation of it but it seems like flawed like it's done by memory as opposed to like actual layout so some hallways seem a little shorter than they should have been some rooms seem slightly misplaced but it, it has it's it's sort of close enough here and there uh and everywhere you pass by it's like you can see the the memories of of the place but as if it's just been kind of covered with this coat of grime. It's been overtaken. You can see almost like it's been repurposed in some ways. Uh, so you can see that there's all manner of pipes that are just kind of busting through certain walls here and there, leaking this sludge that kind of drops to the ground. Other pa- other of these hallways, as you're twisting and turning here and there, you just look in the, in the shadows in the corner, you just see this like pulsating, large kind of black sludge, very similar to what artist you saw Last time when you uh, had to kind of flown up to one of these observation towers and it's the same thing. It's just kind of sitting there kind of pulsating. It almost looks like it's reacting slightly to you being there, but it doesn't really like leap out or do anything. At a certain point, you guys go down a hallway and you recognize that you're kind of near the end uh, of where like the an like this one annex that kind of you go, you almost kind of go outside into your, like, and then you kind of pass through towards the gymnasium. And you're passing by what looks to be very similar to your your kind of art studio or your art you know art department areas. And you can see on the walls there are these old murals uh, that your you know your various classes and such painted on the walls here and there. Uh, I would say, Adam, you probably see some stuff too, right? Like you. And would you say that when you kind of got into tagging a bit, was that in high school? Would you say that like you were doing this while in high school in addition to Chad? Yeah. 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 So I'm going to say like you notice on the walls uh, here and there somehow managing to like kind of highlight underneath that thick layer of grime and sludge bleeding down the walls. You just see these sort of, contours these shapes of like the the various like creatures and monsters that you and and adam used to uh used to paint uh back when he was he was getting sick and as you're watching you notice like they move you can see like the heads kind of shift almost as if they're kind of watching you what would the what would they look like what are some of the like the things that you like the, the two of you actually made um, a lot of his stuff depicted like good and evil and of like a small warrior that he would always draw as Adam and like, you know, like almost like a knight or a paladin defeating this great evil shadow beast. There was a lot of stuff of like, you know, David versus Goliath type thing, like the little one versus the big one. And he did that a lot, just trying to reinforce Adam's will to keep fighting, even though he knew it might not really do anything. It was just kind of a way of coping with it. As you're looking, you notice that you don't actually see the little knight, but you do see that colossal kind of shadow beast, like this big blotch on the wall, basically. You even, as you're looking, like wherever an eye or two might be, like even if it's in two dimension, you almost see it blink for a moment. And it's like a like a giant elk or a deer kind of turning its head to look. It almost peels itself off the wall. And you see this this almost two-dimensional creature like in the process of trying to pull itself off the wall in the direction of you guys. And I think everyone else sees like Chad land on the ground, even though he's been flying the whole time and just kind of like 
not noticing it ripping from the wall and kind of he's lost in thought of bringing back like old memories and not even paying attention to what could be happening to him. What do the rest of you do at this point? As you, as like all of you are moving, artist has been zipping, going forward, coming back, you know, kind of, he's been moving around like so fast, but here like optionally on his own decided to stop. Uh, as you guys are, are looking at this, and I would say all of you after a moment of watching can see something straight. It looks very much like a like a very large sticker is kind of getting peeled off a wall, but it's doing it on, on its own. And it is kind of moving here and there in its direction. An artist seems to have lost in thought near it. What are the rest of you doing? I mean, so we're we're in an art room, right? So I'll, I'll go to some place where there's either some crayons or, or some paint or something. Like, okay, so let's let's do some crafts. You know, uh, draw your feelings, help get them out there. You know, and you just see like Tristan awkwardly come up to some canvas and let Jeeves. Okay. Do some artwork. So, Completely so, ignoring the danger that's very yeah. nearby. So you like push open like this door that maybe nearby, like where like uh, one of the art rooms, the studios are, and you can see there are all these different easels and stuff. But like in the room itself, everything is extremely colorful. As if someone had just just vomited in like the entire color wheel, uh, like all over the place in here. And you can see there are these, and there's, there's this big old easel, there's this grimy looking canvas that's been set up and there's a palette with these little chunks of of uh of paint and you can see there's paint brushes nearby so as you're saying that uh you hear you hear g's like you're just trying to distract me that's all you want you just want me to be quiet i want you to feel better jeeves so you you get all those feelings out show me exactly how you feel okay so Jeeves will start painting. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? I would say Diala being aware would see mm-hmm. uh, Chad kind of slowing down and stop. And you also um, notice Diala as the vigilance knight. I would say in because you're you're still fairly high. Like you're at two, I think, right now because you vented once. So you're at two two tier. Whereas artists didn't necessarily see the small like the good part of things. And I don't necessarily know if Diala is aware of all the, the stuff that, that, that Chad and Adam did, but you would notice that on the ground, not on even on the wall, like on the ground, like you can see what looks in the same style as the shadow beast, the same kind of two dimensional style. There is like this small, like a knight, but the knight almost like something in a Monty Python has just sort of been like kind of ripped and sort of pieces apart. And so these little tiny chunks of the, the knight are separated uh, on the ground and you're kind of standing on it. And everyone's sort of either standing on a piece or right next to the piece. But artist probably didn't see it as he was been flying around. So maybe he didn't look at the ground too much. Uh, but go ahead and continue, Diala. So given that Delilah did art... Um Maybe she and Chad did talk about some of the tagging. It's up to you guys. If that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. So what I imagine, so she seeing that would kind of see what she could do to just sort of pick the pieces up and see if she can even just sort of like, you know, even just using some saliva, just kind of get them wet to try to like stick them back on the wall together. Okay, so you're trying to essentially repair um, the image. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, let's do... 
I mean, there's no creativity button, is there? No creativity stat. Um, do you like a... Int? I'll take an int. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. What about Dread or Leaf? What are you doing at this moment? As Tristan has moved off to... Uh, he's, he's he's still very nearby, but he just kind of stepped into an art room really fast. Artist is staring at this thing peeling off the wall. Diala is like on her hands and knees, kind of futzing around with something on the ground. What are the two of you doing? I'm going to do something big if you have something you want to do quickly, Dread. Uh, Deacon would just, hey, Chad, snap out of it. We don't know what, what kind of shit is going to hit, hit us next. Yeah, I think you just see Chad not really react to you, and you can kind of see him almost like reaching to touch it, like stroking it, like bringing back memories, and he's just not even aware of what's going on. All right, everybody, Chad's gone bye-bye. Sounds good, Diala. <laughs> and he just takes a step back. He's like, I'm not getting involved with this. Okay. As Dread ahead, steps Leaf. back, Leaf steps forward towards Sean. Sean. In the other, in the studio <laughs> room, like he stepped off with Reeves? Yeah, going towards where Jeeves, <laughs> Reeves, uh, where Jeeves and Sean are. Um, Sean, this Lots isn't of black circles. Okay, that's, that's uh, fine. <laughs> yeah, this isn't working for you. So let's try something different. Anansi, we've got someone you need to maybe fix. So, okay, so you watch as leaf all around you where there had been. It's a very colorful room, again, as if somebody has just been throwing paint all over the place. But it's also extremely dirty and grimy like every other place. But you just watch like this, these, this cascading webs begin to emerge from within the grime and the dirt and the chaos. And you see in one corner of the room, these dark webs, this spider-like webs are all sort of spun around. And emerging from it is like a half half person, half, you know, almost like a drider form, like half spider uh, starts moving out. But here's the thing. We talked about this last time. Normally, Leaf is the only one who sees this. And normally, Leaf, like everything else kind of is frozen in time. It just happens like in an instant and no one really sees it. But Tristan, you look up and you can see the exact same thing that Leaf sees as Anansi, this this deity that for some reason Tristan took a liking to. And as Leaf, as you say, like, you know, you call them Someone has Anansi twisted comes your out. magic here. Changed it. Who is it that goes? Oh shit, not this one. Uh, I yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. no. Uh Hello! Mm-mm. Look, Gosh, you have to deal with him sometime. I know. I absolutely. It's your magic. I can sense that it's your magic. He is an idiot. He just doesn't. Yeah, it, look, he's also an idiot who has allowed someone to twist your magic. Do you feel the corruption in his robot? I feel corruption here, there. What's a little more? I there. <laughs> Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? I. Yeah, I uh, we tell him all the time to stop, and he just doesn't listen, ever. 
We tell him, stop, no, you're going not. to hurt someone. Because he never you trained me wrong is a joke. So I know when you I say stop, it means go. I didn't train you. No one <laughs> trained you. You just like overheard something and thought that we were talking to you. You, oh my gosh. Ah, and like you see like this spider arm comes to the face and just this, this nasty, hideous looking visage. It's again, half spider, half human. Oh, okay. What do you want from me? Quick, quick. Oh, gosh. And whatever it's going to be, uh, it's going to be twice the cost because this fucking guy is involved. Or I could call you not next time that I need something and it won't be twice the cost because I can just keep talking to you with him around. Oh, it's really good to see you. It's been a long time. Look, he's drawing. Oh my gosh, it's a robot. It's a tiny. Oh my god, it's a tiny robot stuffed with your magic, and I need you to untwist it. His name is Jeeves, and he's adorable. Thank you so much. If we give him a companion, he won't talk to you as much. The companion is broken right now. Will you stop? Please, and he turns to Tristan. Will you stop, please, for the love of all that is holy? Please stop casting my magic, please. I will fix your little friend. Never cast a spell again, or whatever it is you think you're doing. I've never cast a spell correctly once. I know. I'm well aware. <laughs> you know, every time you cast a spell, I'm notified. And every time you do it wrong, it's just constant, constant irritation over and over and over again. Then I promise to learn my next spell correctly. No, you don't. You're not going to. You, there's not going to be a next spell. Okay. But I owe it to you. I promise to study extra hard. Leaf, if you kill this one, I will make sure the robot is in perfect condition. I mean, that defeats the purpose of fixing the robot. And then I will owe you in addition. Hmm. No, no, they'll get mad at me if suddenly I do that. Um, all right. Here's the thing. I won't call you when he's around if you just untwist his robot next time. If I call you at all, I'll give you a break. But I still had to see him now, and it doesn't make up for all of the other casts that he's done. I can't stop him from casting magic. That's I don't know why you taught him that. I didn't teach him. I, <laughs> it's your magic. Get... I can feel it's your magic. What was the last spell Tristan cast? I mean, it was Jeeves, I think. Was it Detect Good and Evil detect or was it Jeeves? Oh, I did. Before cool. Jeeves, it was Detect Evil. It's, it's Detect Good and Evil. And like, what, what, what did you reflavor Detect Good and Evil as? Like, what was the idea there? It's Bless. So basically mm -hmm. what it is, is he tries to cast Bless and it doesn't work. But all it does is if it's something that couldn't receive the Bless because it's evil, it'll sizzle. So whatever he tries to do Detect Evil on, we'll know that he knows. You know, every time he mm. casts a Bless spell, every time. Yeah, for some reason I can feel that now. It's really annoying. Every time. And he never uses it right. He never, that's not what Bless is for, for crying. I, I will fix that shitty little robot. 
You will not call me in his presence again. Okay. And I want another favor. All right. I will... For services rendered for um, uh, uh, pain and mental suffering. That's fair, yeah. Uh, how about I worship you on my next ability to do such a thing for a god? Well, I guess that depends on what are we talking about? What do you mean? Wor- like, what, what am I getting? Mechanically, a god level. <sighs> I'll give see, you... He kind of he leans forward and like, you can see like the like the little nostrils kind of sniff. He's got like a thousand eyes, but then like he's got these little nostrils that kind of move around here and there. But you smell like death. Yeah, I have a tendency. He won't be to... happy. I know. I know. I've only been his so far. But that I like. I don't like him being happy. You have a deal. All right. Never in Tristan's presence and my next ability to you. Also, just smack him in the back of his head. Oh, yeah. As yeah, hard no as you can. <laughs> uh, strength. Uh, I got a three and a four. And so, uh, so you smack Tristan in the back of the head. You get really dizzy, but when you look up, Tristan, you see Nancy's gone, and you feel like G is kind of moving around. Like, can I get down now, please? Yes. Look at what you drew. Isn't that special? And you look down, and it's just a heart, but like with a shattered middle part, like a jagged, like a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Something needed to be done. You're crowding me. Get off me. I need my space. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank thank you. And it was so good to see him. I don't feel like this was all that mutual, but maybe (laughs) if you get strong enough, you can call him yourself. I'm going to keep my promise. The next chance I get, I'm going to learn a spell right. (laughs) Good luck. Meanwhile... Back in the hallway, uh, Diala, you've been trying to stitch together this little uh, this little night guy in the ground. Uh, how did you mm-hmm. do on your int test? One success. Uh, okay, it's a little slow going. It, it's in a couple different pieces. You kind of like put a leg where an arm's supposed to be, an arm where a leg's supposed to be. So it's taking you a little bit extra time. And in that time, I'm going to say that this creature, like there's like a claw or an arm that's slowly peeling like a second level of peel coming off of like the body itself and it's kind of skating around maybe maybe artist doesn't notice yet but it looks like it's going to like sweep down and claw across him artist what are you doing currently uh yeah i think as he's reminiscing he kind of turns towards the ai adam and he looks at him looks at the picture and he's like hey adam what was it like to die It was lonely. I did not like it. Yeah, I'm sorry, bud. And then you see like he snaps to you seeing the black thing in his face. And as you as you kind of snap back, you see this like two-dimensional call like whipping down at your face. Uh, How do you want to react to that? Um, I think he will 
kind of lift up, almost jumping up, putting boots to the creature and jutting backwards. Okay, uh, give us a dex roll for that. Sure. Uh, two successes. Okay. Uh, so you're able to very barely, like at the last second, like there is a gust of wind across your face as the claw nearly miss, nearly catches your, your, your nose, but you're able to flip back and the, the kind of the, the, the flame from the boots kind of comes out because it's like, cause they're like jet, it's like, is it a jet pack or is it like, is it like boots? How are you, how are you describing it? Yeah, before? it's like, it's technically a jet pack. I'm just saying they're in the boots. Yeah, that's fine. And we'll say the flame kind of comes out and you can see almost like this is a piece of paper or, or like a, like a very long piece of like a paint chip. It kind of catches on fire at this point and begins to sort of torch up as you flip away. Uh, Diala, at this point, you're able to kind of get the man together and you can see artists kind of flip and, and bounce back and he's kind of at this point, no longer there, but now there is this two-dimensional creature with like one claw, almost like a, a like an elephant trunk, like sweeping around and, and kind of thrashing at you and Dread and Artist, the three of you left in the hallway. Uh, Dread, to give you a moment. Is there anything you wanted to do? Is because I remember you had stepped back at this point. Is there anything you wanted to do? Yeah. Uh, Dread will actually uh, he will strike out at the shadowy thing. Uh, he's, he's looking at it, he's focusing on trying to see the weakness in it, and he will strike out with his magical death touch. Oh, okay. And attempt uh, to, uh, so it's a dex, dex roll. Yeah. And I'm going to, well, like I said, I'm going to use my, uh, what's that talent called? A little emotional nudge on it. Yeah. Using my vigilance. Go for it. Okay, so I got a six and I got a three, but I got a four on my uh, D4, so that's two sixes. Okay, uh, so you can see it sort of starts to fold in on itself here and there. Like it's like like on one end, the, the like you can see the cascading fire is kind of burning. It's a very large, you know, large creature. And then the other end begins to sort of like fold up, like the whole thing is folding. And it's starting to merge together into like this one small little compact place. Uh, and at this point, I'll say like the, the you've managed Diala to kind of fit that that little soldier knight together. And you see it immediately like hops up off the ground as if it's standing like on its two feet and kind of leaps forward. It's got this sword and just stabs right into that spot where the fire and the, and the kind of the shadow folding happens and you just see the knife kind of stab right into it and everything just poofs into this sort of dusty kind of ashy, uh, ashy like pile, like on the ground right in front of you. It's at this point, the door from the studio opens and you can see Tristan, and you can see Jeeves and you can see Leaf coming out. Artist, you're hovering in the air. You're looking down. You and Adam, like, watching as there is now. There's this pile of ash where your your art used to be. Dread Diala right near you as well. And all of you are back together. That was yeah, think quick thinking, Diala. I'm bringing the painting with me. You guys started a fire? Uh, Chad, are, are you okay? Uh, you see Chad is like kind of purposely hovering up above where he can't really see him, but you kind of get the impression he's kind of wiping his face. Um, and after a moment, he kind of gathers himself and hovers down and says, 
Yeah, I'm okay. I haven't really thought about that in a while, I guess. Just, yeah. Even here, he's still fighting. Yeah, and I guess he might help us whenever we have to do what we have to do. So if you ever see a little knight, he's a friend, not a foe. Put him back together. Make sure to put him back together. Yeah. Were were you all in art class in there? What what do you have there? Oh, uh, Jeeves made this. Oh, and also dear. Is the best. That's and then that's... Nancy came and he was so happy to see me and he said, "I've got you, buddy." And he took care of Jeeves. Not exactly like that. Tristan has just <laughs> been drawing a bunch of pictures in his mind. Don't worry about it. It's true. Jeeves, how you doing? Me? I'm helping. You are. And Dale will just sort of look at Leaf. Like, good job. And then uh, Jesus is going to lean about. in towards Diala, look back over his shoulder towards Tristan. He's clingy. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, is there anything else in the art room? It's just a bunch of dirty studio stuff. Looked familiar, but that's about it. Okay. I spent a lot of time there. Let's see if we can find our way to the gymnasium and get through this. Yeah. Psycho maze. And you're able to kind of push out of this this studio area you kind of walk through this long winding tunnel that has something that resembles like hedges and such coming out of the walls you think it should have been like an outdoor like corner courtyard area but you don't really see the sky from where you're at but eventually you're able to push your ways in to what you think is the gymnasium these large double doors you can see like your old mascot. What's the mascot for the high school? Did we ever figure that out? What's the high school mascot? Is it devil? Uh, is, are we in Jersey? We are in Jersey. We are in Jersey. Shouldn't be a devil. Like should be the devil. Like, yeah. Okay. So you see you this comic-looking devil uh, over top of the double doors leading to the gymnasium, and you know when you push inside, like you can, you see what looks like the seats, right? Those rows of seats that have been extended, but they're, they're off to the sides. You can see like from very high rafters, it looks like there's like a scoreboard above that has, you know, has like no real energy kind of pumping through it. You can see that all around as well. There are these tall pipes that are just sticking up out of the floor and you can see there, each one of them are probably about, you know, six feet in diameter and you can see pushing up and out and over and through them is this black hideous sludge, just like you've seen a couple other places, artist and all around the floor, uh, the ground of this place, there's just that sludge. It's just this big massive blob of black, dark gray sludge. It's somewhat reflective. There's a little bit of light coming down from, far up into the rafters here and there, but it's just, there's, it doesn't look like it's 
like it's uh, level in any particular way. It's kind of undulating here and there. You can see it moving and shifting and there's no sense of wind that seems to be causing this, uh, but it does seem to be moving a bit. Um, who, I know we've got two athletes here, right? We've got Tristan. Mm -hmm. So Sean was an athlete. We've got Chad was an athlete. I think both of you said you played like outdoors stuff, right? Like we were, mm -hmm. okay. Did either of you play like a, like basketball or volleyball or anything that would have been a gym sport? I remember we said I played basketball with Ryan back okay. at the diner. Okay. All right. So were you on the, like, were you actually on a team or was it just like, yeah, that was okay. that would have been his winter sport. Okay, you see, like hanging Sean up. Sean was on all the teams. Yeah, you see, oh, hanging he was up. just desperate for approval, so he did a sport every season. You guys are probably decent. You can see like old championship banners like hanging here and there. Nothing during your era it wasn't like the nineties, but like they go way back, like nineteen eighty, nineteen seventy six, in the sixties, and stuff. Just kind of that, that far back. Like there's this. There's long history of success, but you're, you've never quite got that far with it. Um, no, we were in the Chumbawamba years. We <laughs> got knocked down, but we got back up again. Fair enough. Uh, but this is what you see kind of unfolding before you. This, this massive uh, like gym floor coated and covered in this black sludge piping up and out of these, these rustic metal pipes that seem to have pierced the gym floor in a variety of ways and just like pumping the sludge up and out. Um, from what you would tell artists from what you've seen on the, on those schematics inside the administration building, it's possible kind of going like down one of these drains would kind of lead you into the walled city. But it would be, would it be like full submersion or it's hard to say maybe. Okay. It's not a liquid. It's definitely more of like a, like a blob or a sludge. Like a mud almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, before he flies into the room, he's going to kind of get in front of everybody. He'll flip his gold coin. And as he does, you see, he'll take out two spray cans and shake them. And then the coin falls into one of them and he'll spray out two kind of like almost hand cannon pistols. And, and he'll fly forward and kind of just try and do an aerial view and see as he's leaving, he'll yell at uh, Sean. Do you have like a rope or something? Don't you have like a bag or something? You can pull out anything or maybe we can. Maybe, I mean, we've always got regular oh. adventuring equipment, which clearly includes a rope. The baby Bjorn I had to dig for, but of course I've got a rope. What adventurer <laughs> doesn't have a rope? I mean, sci-fi, I don't have a rope. Oh, we don't talk you about can that fly. here. Well, yeah, I was trying to get us a way for you guys to maybe climb without, you know, the whole sludge part. But according to the map, we have to go down a pipe to get to the walled city. So any ideas? Can we shut the sludge off somehow and clear out a pipe? Uh, someone roll an int if you want to see if there's any of those mechanisms around. Sure. Unless you are a professional plumber, maybe. If you're a professional plumber, you don't have a rule. Someone could do a story bit. Uh, I got one. One's good enough. You mm -hmm. do see that at the base of each of these pumps, you would guess like the sludge on the on the gym floor is probably a good like three, four feet thick 
like from the ground to where it hits the pipes. But you do see there all are these uh, these metal wheels, these valves that you can kind of open and close here and there. So it's possible that might be able to to do something. Uh, it does mean kind of getting low and close to the the sludge on the ground, though. Diella wanted to look for is sometimes like gymnasium sort of had all of that like padding along mm-hmm, the walls. Mm-hmm. So what she wanted to do was see if she could like kind of get to like the top of the padding because it, it didn't wasn't particularly like high or low necessarily. So she if she could just sort of like skim like shimmy along like kind of hanging on the top of those like that padding and like moving towards where those um, wheels are. Okay. I mean, at some point you would like, I don't think since that's along the walls, it's, I mean, you, you oh, yeah. need to get into just the not floor, having to trudge like, through the whole thing, just tr- trying to get a little bit closer to point B. Sure. That could, that could kind of shorten your way. Yeah. You'd still need to get okay. that. Uh, what is everybody else doing? Uh, mm. Leaf would like to summon some skeletons. Okay. Mm. Uh, so they're going to quickly slam their hands into the ground and they got two fives and a one on my d12 which means i did piss pluto off so as they as your your skeletons form one of them turns in your direction and they're skeletons they're not zombies but they're skeletons and we've established they move in kind of like this shifty sort of way one of them kind of looks up at you, no eyes, completely empty void, but you hear a voice come out of the mouth as like the teeth comes up and you just hear, um, you just hear the voice like pop out about, um, what's his name? Oh my God. Anansi. Anansi. Yeah. Anansi. Uh, like. Blow down those. When you needed aid, you called the other one. Pluto will remember that. Uh-oh. Yeah, I might need to call him next time. I just check in with my bow. Uh, and then the other one speaks up. Pluto does not want to talk with you. Oh, well, okay. Well, he can... <laughs> I'll let him rest a day, cool his heels, and then we'll... I'll just talk to him a little bit and they kind of go back as if like they were momentarily overtaken by voice uh but you have your you have your two no problem uh, so you've got two skeletons uh diala is spider manning uh across some uh some cushioned walls artist you're flying overhead tristan dread anything you guys are doing i mean deacon is just oh go ahead deacon first no, Deacon first. Uh, Deacon is literally just standing there, looking down at the sludge, looking at everybody else moving towards these wheels. And he just kind of crosses his arms and figures he's going to wait to see what happens. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Tristan, what do you want to do? All right. So we have these banners hanging down, right? Sure. They're fairly tall. So I didn't they're have very, the rope. Uh, to they're very like medieval heraldry. Like, much Mm -hmm. more so than you recall probably when you were here. I mean, most school gyms also have those ropes hanging from the ceilings for swinging. Exactly. We can say that. I really like where Diala's going with this. She's full of good ideas, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to, like, 
step on what she's doing. So I'll be basically hopping, like swinging from one banner to the next, like uh, 72, 74, 75, <laughs> Who? 83. Uh, roll Dex. Roll Dex, Tristan. Okay. See how you do. I really love the voiceover during that, too. Okay. Well, so, uh, good news. Three successes. Okay. But I landed on the cross on my fool's dice. So oh, maybe no. as he's doing that last Join jump me. for the 83. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and if you have any crosses, erase them like you normally would. Uh, yeah. So something unfortunate happens to you or more likely the people around you. So Tristan, oh, no. as you're swinging, everything is just fine. In fact, like you're like 83 you're swinging. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. You're like twisting and turning here and there, but you're making so much noise and you're doing so. Oh. And you watch, uh, and like, maybe you don't even notice, actually, maybe you're so obsessed with your, uh, your fanciful movement that you don't notice as this massive sludge on the ground, which again, has been sort of undulating here and there forming out of it are these kind of huge maws that kind of erupt. You just see it just kind of start to grow like something out of the abyss just kind of starts to grow and it's going to, uh, it's going to go after, let's see, that's going to be Diala, and then it's going to go after Leaf. Uh, okay. No. So you see these huge, like, heads. No eyes, nothing like that. Just like this massive mouth just comes up out of it. And so while Leaf is sitting there talking, trying to talk to the skeleton, I'll, I'll call them later. And Dread, how long do you wait till you text someone when you've pissed them off and you're in a relationship with them? Like, what, an hour, <laughs> two hours, next day? I, uh, I don't have relationships and I don't text. Okay, well, I'll just wait for somebody useful to come back. <laughs> and that's when... That's fair. That's when the mall, that sludge mall chomps down on leaf and then diala as you're kind of trying to eye which way to go and kind of leap out towards the uh towards that 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 valve you go to leap and instantly a maw comes up and tries to swallow you uh and i'm gonna do these yeah. one at a time so first we'll go with leaf i don't even have enough dice because i dropped them all on the ground <laughs> yeah, <I got> <laughs> oh no it's not a good sign uh, oh god. Leaf, do you have any defense? I do. I have one defense and two guard. Okay. Go ahead and get rid of that guard and take a point of damage as uh this massive worm-like maw almost seems to swallow Leaf. Oh, uh and and then a second one uh is trying to essentially catch Diala in the in the air. Diala, same question. Do you have any defense? I have one. Uh, go ahead and take two guard loss because you have two guard, right? As I got yes, three I successes, so one defense goes away. Both of your guard goes down. As the two of them are now partially caught up within the mauls of these things, uh, Leaf specifically is actually chomped on uh, as I did get a special that allowed me to... It's almost like Liz trying to swallow Leaf, whereas Diala, you're more kind of like... You didn't get fully fully swallowed. You're more like just just dropped now into the sludge at this point. 
Okay. Uh, and I will turn it to all of you. How would you guys want to want to handle this? Depends upon how oblivious I still am. I'm gonna get my <laughs> skeletons to start pulling me back out. Okay. Uh, have uh, have your skeletons roll a strength if they're doing this together. Uh, just give an, give an advantage to one and just add an extra die uh, to see if they can pull you out, which would be very very good. Yeah, they have two strength each, so I'll roll three dice. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, four, four, six. Nice. Four, okay, so that is enough. In fact, uh, with the with three successes, they managed to drag you out, and somehow you are bleeding. You see, as as some kind of chunk <sighs> around your around your arm, around your side, as if something has bit you, even though it was just this big giant chunk of sludge. Uh, all right. So, Leaf, you got rescued by your skeletons. What are the rest of you doing? Deacon yells out, Diala, I know I'm supposed to respect everyone's emotional privacy. You just <laughs> let me know if you want any help. Yes, fine. Yes, this would be a good time. Yes, we appreciate it. This would be a good time. <laughs> you. All right, Diallo. Well, I know that you see and feel every single weakness in these things, and you're afraid not to capitalize on it. He will once again try to ramp her up. A five, five, two, and a one, and a three on the dice. So that would be two up to five. I could take you up to a level five if you if you want to go that high. I get you a three. Okay. Now at fit, no, 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 five, all the way up to five. Good gracious, that's a country. I don't want to dispel oh, with Lord. the country. <laughs> I'll just take it at the one. All right. Um, and then I think I heard artist was shooting things. Yeah, I can uh, shoot yeah. some stuff and help you out. Is it two separate creatures or one big one with two mouths? Uh, hard to distinguish. If it's one, then it seems to be, uh, yeah, it looks like it could, either, it could be either. But because of the distance between them, probably two. Probably two. Okay. Uh, he will shoot at the one attacking Amory just because he sees she's bleeding now when she pulls out. Sure, yeah. Uh, one de- they have one defense, so uh, okay. so one difficulty on the attack. Saved by science fiction, no. <laughs> uh, four successes, so three successes. So oh, artists the worst. flying around above your high school gymnasium with a jetpack and firing like laser pistols in the direction of Leaf. Uh, three successes, <laughs> you said? Make yeah, them look and, like it, arrows. and you can see as he's, you know, doing all of this, you know, <laughs> as he is jetpack flies through the top of the, the gymnasium, you can see just a sci-fi rules in the spray paint behind his jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll get through its guard and it'll do actual damage to it. Uh, as you see eruptions in the sludge from where you all kind of shot or from where you uh, managed to, to hit it. Uh, okay. Uh, Diala. Or oh, Dreddy already went. Diala or mm-hmm. Tristan. Uh, so Diala, I think, have getting kind of pumped up a bit would um, kind of see if she can um, kind of warn everybody. 
Um, would you say that she can kind of in her state, can she reach her whip sword? Because it, it would have been around her. You're not you're not actually swallowed. I didn't have any specials on you, so you you're, okay. you're fine. I just wanted yeah. to make sure I wasn't like yeah. constricted in my arms or anything mm -hmm. like that. Nope, you're fine. So you're just floating you're around in sludge. See her as she does kind of rip the kind of sword away from her arm. You see kind of the, the cuts um, that happen every time she kind of pulls that sword out. And you see her um, kind of leave the sword out in whip form. And she's just spinning, 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 spinning. And you start to see the kind of flames come up mm -hmm. from the tip again. Um and so she, so I'm going to use it at a noun at current intensity level or below. So I'm going to go with sort of defeat kind of my foe with it. So I'm going to try to see if I can do a better job of focusing it this time than the first time. Okay. Uh, so uh, what are you rolling then? I'm sorry. I was doing some math. Uh, let's see. Creative violence is what I'm doing. Yeah. So okay. I have to roll a D8 and see if it beats my current intensity of three. Right. Go ahead and roll. So this is the benefit of not being all the way up to four or five, because hopefully I can beat mm. that on the roll. I do. I roll a six. Okay. Uh, okay. So you can spend all your intensity to defeat a foe that fits a noun to your current intensity below. Uh, all right. So uh, describe then how you kind of start hacking away at this this sludge monster that's on the gym floor. Yeah. So when she does her creative violence, it's definitely sort of flavored with that sort of fire intensity. And so, you know, kind of, she kind of, it's almost sort of like she's kind of spinning a lasso almost with what she's got. And then she just sort of um, kind of spin, 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 and then kind of whips it down on, you know, kind of the, um, meat of this monster kind of behind the maw that's grabbing her. Okay. Uh, as you, with each slash, with each whip, you kind of hear almost like this, uh, this gulp of pain. Like you're not sure where it's exactly coming from. It's just like this echo. Like every time you like slash into it, you just hear like the you know, kind of exultation of, of pain of some kind, someone's screaming and it could be multiple voices at once. And when you're in, in it's hyper focused now is like your vigilance is, is really kind of allowing you to hear these little things. It almost as if this thing is, is echoing pain, uh, with each, with each strike you're taking. Uh, and then, uh, I think Tristan, you should get to do something as well. Yeah. Even though you started so all this, what do you want to do? So I am sorry about <laughs> that, but I feel like this is the appropriate time. Like he's currently like swinging. He's already kind of like Spider-Man swinging off of these things anyways. I think he'll see Leaf is hurt and he'll actually kind of intentionally like lay, lean down, let his ankle get wrapped in one of the the things hanging down so he can just kind of like swoop his arm by and kind of pat her on the shoulder. And he will miscast Dimension Door, which is the way he does <laughs> healing touch. And briefly, everything around you will shift into like a Spider-Verse style of animation. And, you know, for a minute, like the little thing will look like a spider web and he touches you and just you turn kind of cartoony for a second. And then he's going to get pissed at you again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't get any specials, but I did get a success. So it's one health. OK, absolutely. Thank you so much. And so as that 
<laughs> as that miscast happens and as like the little spider webs kind of show, you just see the face of Anansi just very so slightly like peek out behind it. Just like, I fucking hate this. And he kind of gets cut off before <laughs> he actually can finish the sentence. I feel like Dread and Anansi could probably have yes. a fun conversation. <laughs> they probably <laughs> would. <laughs> uh, okay, so one of these things is left. It's going to go now because I'm pretty sure everyone's had an action since it's gone. So I'm going to, at this point, let's see what it does. It's going to, it's going to actually go for Tristan. Uh, While he's I'm, hanging upside down. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, so I'm going to fire. Let's see. Uh, okay. Actually, no, I shouldn't do that. I should just attack. Yeah. All right. So I'm just going to use its huge swipe. So th these are basically like reflavored giant worms. Uh, and so I'm going to use its huge swipe ability. Um, I keep dropping guts. All right. So that's five dice. Oh my. Uh, you have any defense? I've got one. Okay. Uh, the good news is, is that even though I got a special, I needed a double special for my huge swipe, which would allow me to attack two people at the same time with the same target. Uh, but okay. I did do one point of damage to, I only rolled two successes on it actually. So, uh, lose one guard as this, this kind of tendril forms out of the sludge and tries to just smack you. Uh, and it hits you, but you're able to kind of stabilize as you do. Uh, Whoa. so then we'll turn... Pin them around. <laughs> Just oh. Roll up, you go, and roll down like a yo-yo, kind of up and down. Uh, okay, so uh, back to you all. Whatever order you want, uh, one of them is dead. Diala has killed one. There's a second one here. What do you guys want to do? Uh, well, that thing hurt me. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna punch it a bunch with my skeletons, and also uh, have at it with uh, pulling out my scythe. Okay. Activating uh, that. Yeah. Attack away. This thing has a defensive one. So just uh, get rid of one of your one of your yes. successes. So uh, I'm going to start by just pulling out with my skeleton arm uh, the scythe, activating it so that the green sort of glow appears all the way up. Little skeleton at the top lights up with its eyes, and uh, two little oblows will appear. And, or sorry, I don't know how many yet. Uh, Oblos will appear in, oh, and advantage, there we go, uh, that is six, 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 one, okay, yeah, so, uh, three of them will appear, and that means that two of them actually hit, and the sixes are a special when I use Reaper, which means, uh, does anybody else have an actual damage right now? Uh, did, nope. I, uh, Tristan took guard loss. Diala, okay. Diala, did you take Just only, guard, only guard loss. loss? Yeah, everyone's only got guard. Okay. Uh, then instead of the two remaining damage, it'll be three remaining damages. One of the specials will do double. Nice. All right. So, what's the grand total in terms of damage? Three total. After okay. yeah, so it was four, and I take one off for defense. Gotcha. It doesn't uh, like you, you. You know your skeletons, your cells. Like the like you just start oh, swarming it, slashing through left and right. Yep. Uh, you can see chunks of the sludge kind of fly off. It's just this. It's just like this horrific mess, like 
it's almost like you guys are working on like a like like an oil an oil tanker that's just kind of exploding here, getting coated in this sludge. It still seems to be thrashing around though. Now my skeletons are going to jump into the sludge and do a bunch of damage. Nice. Uh, that is a five. Uh, so the defense takes it, and this one is a six and a four. So one goes through. Okay, so one more point of damage. Okay, one more point of damage. And it is still it's still up. Uh, still got some health left. Uh, artist no science Diala. fiction is going to do it. Sure, let the sci-fi guy no. do it. As Leaf and her skeletons have literally waded into this thing and started hacking around at it, artists, you start firing down from above. And they'll be like, I mean, if you just come to the dark side, look how oh, cool I am and no. the fact that I'm not dirty. I'm not even looking. And... <laughs> I'm not even going to look at what you're, you're doing. Your cleanest can be up there. Uh, three successes. That so is a, So as artists from above with his jetpacks, firing down at this melee where Leaf is getting coated in this sledge. Her he's skeletons. Making, he's like shooting it on purpose to make it like splash even more on yeah, her. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> even worse. I don't acknowledge him. Maybe he'll just like... And even up. after this creature dies, you still kind of fire a couple extra shots just to yeah, get some kill, more splashes. Yeah. But after a few moments, everything kind of settles. You also notice that the sludge kind of flattens out. It's not like roiling anymore. It's just kind of like this very flat look to the lake. It's still here. It's not like the sludge has gone away, but it doesn't seem to be like actively moving around. And you think you have uh, you have killed both of the things that were moving about in here. Right. I'm already dirty, so I'm just going to walk over there. Okay. Yeah, right. same. I was going to try to get a little cleaner than uh, when we were outside, but yep, let's just go for it. Okay. Yep. Do you, do you still have that uh, package of wet wipes? Uh, yes, I do. Here. Uh, I, I used uh, uh, quite a few of them, but uh, here you go. I feel like I've got something in my face. Not so much here or here, but right in here. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm assuming you all kind of descend down one of these big pipes and okay. Yes. And you, you clean yourself up, Tristan, but then you get into the pipe and it's just all of you. Yeah, there's no point. Every <laughs> single one. Yeah. This grueling crawl through like 500 yards of this shit smelling foulness, five football fields of this like sludge that's still pulsing past you. It's like a half mile of these abscesses that sometimes you have to like move past of maybe meat, maybe filths, maybe residue of something else. You eventually push through a vent and you arrive within what you assume to be the walled city. And you look up, you look around this dark, compacted metropolis. There's no sunlight, no fresh air. You see there's slums and tenement buildings kind of tumbling over one another as everything is so cramped. There's this, there's these enormous balloon lanterns that are floating in the sky that are the only thing kind of illuminating anything. These faint shapes of avenues and architecture. The streets you notice, leaf, and the buildings are old, cobblestone, the medie medieval in some ways. Uh, but they're also, much to your chagrin, reinforced here and there with these like rusted metals these steampunk designs you can see there's people moving about in cloaks and goggles and headwear with wagons that seem to be being pulled by these mechanical burden beasts these big old oxen 
The ground shakes periodically. The air echoes this like terrifying sound of industry. And no one really seems to pay any mind to it, despite these little tremors, despite the horrific cacophony that comes from deeper into the city somewhere, uh, where you can see this big old black brutalist building that's kind of sitting like a tumor right there at the center. And as you guys are kind of looking around, you hear a sound of like this, like someone coughing, but it, it sounds wrong, distorted. And you look behind, like off to your right, and you see Billy. Uh, the machinist, kind of just standing there. He's got a handful of folks flanking him on either side. And he just says, with that tinny voice, it's about time you all got here. And then we'll go ahead and end there for tonight. And we'll pick up on that next time. Yay, right? we found Billy. Billy. <laughs> you <Yay>. found him? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We finally yes. made it to Billy. Uh, oh my gosh, that scene with Chad and Adam. <laughs> oh, mm. yeah. So sad. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So much trauma in the backstories of these people. <laughs> so much yeah. trauma. I know. <laughs> Amory just dropped that Diallo almost got run over by a train. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh goodness. <laughs> the and first thing the I could things think of. you know. And we hear the replacement steampunk train in the distance. Oh, That's why yes. she hates steampunk. Oh, there it is right there. She... <laughs> All right. Makes perfect sense. Plus she got replaced by her sibling. Right. Oh, oh man. And then uh, Tristan as well with uh, poor poor Jeeves. What a oh, what an man. emotional roller coaster that was. <laughs> that was so good. I felt oh, so terrible gosh. asking for it, but it was absolutely what he would do. Yeah. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. Yep. And the best like die roll that could have happened right there. I was. I love it. Like I love it when critical fails work out like that. Like they yeah. just result yeah. in cool It stuff. felt right. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and let's do our, kind of some close down shout out kind of stuff, and then we'll get on out of here. So uh, let's see. We'll go like down. Like uh, we'll start with Jeremy and work our way back up. So Jeremy, tell us about this Patreon. If you're Aaron Reese on Patreon, you've got comics, maps, tokens, other fun stuff. Check it out. Perfect. Uh, and Aaron, you want to tell us what's going on with Garblag? Absolutely. On Tuesday at one p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can catch Millie running some more Coriolis. And then on Thursday, Lewis will be returning uh, to Middle Earth with the One Ring and the Ballad of the Bardings. Yeah, fantastic. Love One Ring. Uh, one of my favorite games, actually. Uh, and then here, uh, what are we doing next? Tomorrow night, Aaron, you're going to be running some Conan for us, uh, possibly killing the party right off the bat. Uh, but we'll see. The plan. That's, we'll see. That's the plan. Last, that, I think it was the plan a couple times in a row now. Well, no, the, the plan for a couple times in a row was for you guys to make a good decision and get away <laughs> <laughs> to live I, another day. <laughs> and now I've decided, out. screw that. It's just going to be a killer. So. A couple of us have been making good decisions other than staying That's with true. the party. Uh, That's true. You <laughs> can true. still say that. Uh, what else we got after that? Uh, Saturday, speaking of wondering, we got some more. We got some more wondering as we're coming down uh, to the end of that one as well. So. Uh, getting very, very close, uh, and we ha- ended on uh, kind of uh, speaking of trauma and drama. Uh, we ended on a hell of a cliffhanger last time, uh, as we are in Angmar itself. Monday, I don't know what the hell are we doing on Monday. I actually don't even know yet. We're going to do something on Monday. Uh, we'll see. It'll be me and Jeremy and Melissa and some other folks. Uh, I haven't quite decided yet. We'll see. 
and then uh, Tuesday, possibly the finale of uh, Beneath Ash and Snow. Possibly. Could be. Maybe. For Forbidden Lands. We'll see. I think it'll uh, be two. I, I, I would be surprised if we finished in one session. We might like start the end and then going to spill over into a second one. But it's Apparently possible. There's going to be a coronation or something. I hear I hear rumors. Yep, yeah, we're going to make I, the, the I would ruler. vote for I would vote for yeah, Melissa. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's it for us. Uh, unless, uh, Evan, do you got anything going on? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just checking. Uh, we're going to go ahead and raid our friends over at Happy Jacks RPG. So thank you to everyone who hung out tonight. Uh, thank you for those of you who are watching this later. If you haven't yet followed our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash lollygaggers, or if you haven't followed us over on YouTube at uh, Adventures in Lollygagging, please do so. Uh, but that's about it. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye.